Hey everybody, this is Jono, otherwise known as Jonathan. This is Supercast Brothers, that podcast that we do with a new on-topic episode. That guy's uh, Lister, I think. Yes, I am that guy. I'm also known as Lister. I'm also known as Xandog. Some people call me asshole. You know, it just kind of depends oh, on yeah, the day of the week. Oh yeah, that And uh, again, we are not alone today. What? We have a dear friend of ours that we have affectionately called the Cadbury Cream Egg of our group. For the oh. last thirteen years, yeah, we've known this guy since he was eleven. Uh, Welcome, Colton Chillzone, to the podcast. Hey, how's it going, everybody? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> this is uh, this is Eric, our our old pal. Eric the Flame. As... Yep, yeah, Flamey boy. Also true, Eric Flame, Junior. Flame Zone, Flame Zone Seventeen from the old forum that we all got acquainted with each other on super smash brothers mercurius man i haven't heard from you since you said that camilla was your favorite final character we just left you at a prison cell to rot my gosh it's, it's true it's true not at all though is but... it, no, who who is your favorite fire emblem character that's that's curious i'm interested in knowing that um well, yeah, i'm yeah i'm a huge fire emblem fan um It'd probably be like really, like really stereotypical answer, but just Ike, just like uh, Path of Race was the first game I played, and main main character, just a uh, major bias. Yeah. Wow, going with a big muscly man, what a typical True. male. Wow. <laughs> Ike was a Ike was a very very solid and nuanced character with a very solid storyline in Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn, so I can understand that. Uh, and then uh, he took steroids in Radiant Dawn. Yes. As did, uh... <laughs> um, when was the last time, by the way? Because your name was Flamezone17 when we first met you and I think, 2007 or 8. And mm -hmm. how long has it been since you've last used that name? Outside of our typical social circle. You're there for like League of Legends and just yeah, not not really like I don't really go on forums anymore if that's what you mean. Just like Twitter account, YouTube account, just kind of like my throwaway yeah. username sometimes. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. Did yeah. you say that you played League of Legends? Yeah, that podcast is canceled by everyone. This we can't handle this uh, trash. I'm Too sorry. toxic. Well, I mean, I don't play as much as <laughs> I used to, but you know, it's kind of like just my go-to name. I don't really have too many other. Usernames, whatever. Yeah. Nice. Have you ever have you ever gone by Colton Chill Zone anywhere else? Maybe uh, Kavina no. or Austin Weens. Uh, no. Yeah, hmm. those are um those are characters from that Eric created for the Ultimate Tournament, which was like a collaborative role playing story that we developed on starting on Mercurius and eventually brought into another forum that we were also a part of. So that was a those are fun memories that we developed together. I was mostly just like a kid that kind of out of out of his own, I think. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's be real. We were all kids. Yeah, I was oh, just yeah. like. At yeah, least none of us had a character called Waco. I don't even remember <laughs> who that is. That was Fuzzy Dude. Oh, oh yeah, Fuzzy Dude. Holy cow, that's been a while. Yeah, my favorite memories of Super Smash Bros. Mercurius were. Um, of Flame Zone and the Brawlinator. Oh, those were those were nice old times. 
You wanted to kill him. Pubescent rage. Yes. <laughs> I was like, dude, chill, chill. You shouldn't. Oh, you think that gave me mod power or something? That's went like power hungry or something. I don't know. Oh, don't worry about that. I uh, I had some history myself as a mod and an admin on that forum. That was a uh... hard coding DK three sucks with the admin CP. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was, it was it was a fine example of not giving a fourteen year old power of any meaning, and uh, uh, really. I'm glad that we could all share in that. Yeah, except for Lister, who was who was a sound minded admin. I had no idea what was happening. All I know is Deeker threw. It's like, hey guys, what did you do? It's like, what are you talking about? What the fuck? I didn't do that. Who the fuck did oh, that, buddy? And I was just like, Jono, what the fuck? I mean, you're not wrong, but what the fuck? <laughs> there, there were some interesting moments on that website. I, I, um, I think it's funny. Now, I first of all, I didn't expect this was how we're going to bring up our podcast, so I'm sure that Eric would agree. But, um, you know, it's it's funny how little dramatic moments on a online community like that can mean so much when you're so young <clears throat> because it's it's just like drama in high school it's it's things that everyone just kind of passively contributes to or actively if you're me and it just means nothing now it's yeah. it's just such a such a little thing to look back on and back when we were kids uh that was the world and there were worse moments like that but there were also a lot of very positive things to pull out of that time because we valued, overvalued these experiences as much as we as we did um, at the time. Like the three of us are still talking for better or for worse, and that probably wouldn't have happened had we treated Mercurius like a uh, some sort of biblical <laughs> Bab Babylonian thing. Yeah, so oh, that's true. Yeah, it did mean a lot to me, like that website growing up. Like just like uh, just the whole idea of. Uh... Even just early internet days, like some that you wrote actually appearing on a website, it's like, oh wow, it's, it's amazing, still up you know? too. Right, right. Well, what form, you know? Like he he redid it how many times? But I'm it'd sure, be cool. Sure. Mm. Like it's it's also there. It looks different because the site got like the forms that they were using got bought out by some of the company, but mm -hmm. it's all still there. Oh, like the old yeah. forum posts, you mean and stuff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 13, Dang. 14, 15 year old poster on Mercurius. Oh, that'd be kind of fun to, to run through those again, just like cringe and stuff, you know? <laughs> but, oh, yeah. Well, and no, you'll, no. you'll be surprised. There's there's still a couple people who have posted on there as really? recently as last year. Oh. There's like, there's like where is everybody? <laughs> hey, like. <laughs> there's been a few discussions like that. And, you know, DK3 has been long gone. And we, we, uh, we butted heads every so often as, uh, as he was the owner and we were just kind of wondering where he was for long periods of time yep when we were when we were kids and wondering why he kept redoing the website it was it was a fun little thing to have but at the end of the day uh dk3 sucks was was a little harsh to hard code into the system considering dk3 brought us all together we wouldn't be well <laughs> darthanian so i mean i found it because of camic guy yeah i know well Guys running a successful YouTube channel just like us now, so there's that. 
Define successful. One of our Several two viewers is on the call right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the other one? You want to give him a nice shout-out? They've asked me not to. Okay. Have they really? No. Okay. Well. It's Peppa Pig. <laughs> this is my favorite music. Anyway. I don't know, but like, like, yeah, Mickey, it's like, what, like, what a great starting point. I know it meant so much to us as, as kids and stuff, and even having this connection, like, this many years later, just goes to show, like, we're of like like-minded people. Uh, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely formative years for sure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and for all the for all the drama that we mentioned at the top of the podcast, chances are you went through those years of. I would say probably 12 to 17, you probably did worse than we did on an internet website. So it's, there's that anyway. I was homeschooled. I'm out of that. I'm out of those troubles. <laughs> it was a, it was a good time. And, you know, I might go back for, for a trip down memory lane when this is all over. But today um, we're actually getting together to talk about a series the three of us are jointly passionate about Bubsy. Uh, Bubsy 3D, yeah, uh, one of the greatest 3D. video games of the past de- decade. Of course, the, the same creators that brought you Days Gone, <laughs> a true classic. Yes, sir. Oh boy, but no, Fire Emblem. A, yes. uh And and the guys of Smash, a uh, hot button series for. Sometimes the wrong reasons. No more Animu Sword Fighters. Boo! No more Animu Sword Fighters. Boo. Yes, but, um, you know, Fire Emblem is something that Eric and I bonded on early. Um, back in the Mercurius days, we would both constantly be sharing movesets. I can't remember if... Uh, I'm pretty sure that I recommended Path of Radiance to you when we were kids and you picked it up and that was just kind of the start of everything. Um, Yeah. It's hard to believe that was a, what, 15 years ago that game came out now. Yeah, it's insane. And, like, the prices on those two on like those two games are uh, astronomical. Like, trying to buy Path of Radiance nowadays, like, I'm definitely glad I bought it when I did. Because it was, like, a normal price back then. <laughs> now it's, like, 140 dollars used. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It's brutal. So yeah. good, though. If you get a hold of it, super recommend it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and since then, I'm guessing we probably played at least every other game released in the West. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's it's just an addictive gameplay loop. And, and since then, I guess Lister uh, also got into it. I'm not sure where you jumped in. Was it Awakening? Um, no, actually, it was before Awakening. Uh, after having Martha and Roy be in Melee, I got the Game Boy Advance game. Uh, I can't remember what... I can't remember if it's Blazing Sword or Binding Blade, but... The, the first one that came to America, Blazing Sword. Thank you. I always mix them up because I think, mm-hmm. oh, Blazing Sword. Roy has the fire. Nope. Apparently, his is Binding Blade. It's fucking weird. I hate it. It pisses <laughs> me off so much. But uh, I had a copy of that one on Game Boy Advance, but I couldn't get far into it because the saves were broken on it. So oh, anytime boy. I turn the game off, turn it back on, my saves are gone. I was like, well, what's the point oh. of playing this game then? And like then um, yeah. And then after a brawl, um, I got uh, Radiant Dawn. And I played through a good chunk of it, but I got to a point where, because I wasn't bothering to save and reload if my units died, 
I got to the point where it was like, I did not have enough units to even bother trying to continue. It was just not going to happen. That's such a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, I never, I didn't play another game until, I think two years ago, I played Awakening uh, for the first time. And I'd, I'd watched an LP of it before then. And I've since watched an LP of uh, Shadows of Valentia and um, all three versions of Fates. And then I finally got Three Houses and be all of its storylines last year. I haven't done the DLC, but I probably will at some point. You watch all three routes of Fates? And it was painful. It was well, very painful. That, well, I guess I played them, but... Because yeah. I wanted to have knowledge of it so that I could discuss it with people. I guess. Yeah, like uh, like our recent uh, Smasher Dash with Kelly was enriched by your knowledge of all the different paths. Yes. So Except that. Eric was talking about Fates and not Three Houses. Oh, okay. Well, there goes there goes to show how much I was paying attention. I'm playing with a ping pong ball in my hand. Okay, so um... <laughs> but I mean, I, I would love for more farming games to be remade and the newer systems, especially the ones that never made it to the West. In anyways, I just have to say, hey, um, for those of us that suck, can we please get both casual mode? And uh, aux free auxiliary battles for grinding in each one, because some of us need baby mode. Hi, I'm some of us. <laughs> Intelligent systems is like, well, we had a baby mode in. Not that kind of babies. Twitter. No more future baby <laughs> bullshit. No more. I'm putting my foot down. In, I loved it in Fates. They're like, there's a pocket dimension where you can bring your child for them to rapidly age into a teenager. It's weird! Like, oh! Like, Awakening? Okay. okay, fine. They're coming from a future timeline. They're coming back in time. It's weird, but at least there's a decent explanation. Fates? What the fuck? Yeah, like, I can... I can oh, I can, man. So you just kind of, like, shrug and go, like, okay, sure. I mean, there's really a lot of child units in the game in some form, even if it wasn't well thought out, right? You're like, eh. I want to oh, give, yeah, like, but... marriage more weight, I guess, but... Yeah, but at the same time, I mean, you and I, um, our favorite title being Path of Radiance, they didn't need... They had marriage and supports, but not children units. There's just a point where you don't need them, I suppose, you know? Yeah, yeah that's true. Just, just say that the S supports in the marriage ship for uh, the paired endings at the end of the game. You don't have to have it in the middle. This, we <laughs> don't... Fire Emblem should not be Waifu Simulator 2019. Yeah, and apparently, like, Fire Emblem 4, like, with Sigurd and stuff, like, they actually had, like, two parts, like, where, like, a, like an yeah. actual time skip where it actually mattered. And it's like, no, that would be a way better execution than Agreed. trying to have it both ways, you know? Agreed. Yeah. And, um, well, at least you could romance Iago and Fates. I'll give them that. No, you can't. I know. <laughs> but, a, but a boy can dream. One Never... day. One day, <laughs> nevertheless, um, I think most, I think probably for all three of us, and definitely for most of the Western community in gaming as a whole, their introduction to Fire Emblem was through Smash Brothers. Uh, yep, yeah. I would agree. Yeah, yeah I was. I think I was... it'd be a hard press to find somebody in America who's introduction who was around during the melee time. I'll say that people, somebody who was around during melee, that their introduction to Fire Emblem wasn't because of melee. Yeah, like, there there will be some stray people who are older than us, you know, 30, 40-year-olds who will say, oh, I knew Fire Emblem because of the OVA, and you're like, okay. Um, but I know Japanese, ever... and I imported the game so I could play it. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, it... 
But it's like the reason like Fire Emblem Seven came to the West is because of like the intrigue with the melee oh, character. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So um melee, I mean, later on, something to our chagrin later would come to the Smash community's chagrin was having its first advertisement character effectively with Roy. But at the same time, having Marth and Roy in melee and kind of revolutionized what Smash could do for outside franchises that are brought in. Yeah. Um, because, like, over time, we saw, like, Kid Icarus and... Okay, what was that? I said yes. Yeah, okay, I thought that there might have been more thoughts right there. My bad. There was, but you, <laughs> okay. you moved on. Uh, I was no, just going to no. say that, well, while it's true that Roy was technically our first promotional character being added into Smash, because his game hadn't released yet by the time uh, Melee came out, uh, at the same time, it's a little bit different compared to other characters that got the same treatment, because he's a, he was a clone. He's literally a bonus character that we got because they had a little bit more development time. It's not like, oh, I don't know, Corrin? Corrin, Byleth. At, at least Byleth, yeah. you know, Three Houses was released. Fate hadn't been released That's in true. America yet when Corrin got added. That's true. That's true. Um, and we will talk about the controversy of, like, uh, Corrin and Byleth's inclusion later down yes. between Avatars oh, yeah. and DLC and things like that. Um, at the same time, though, uh, just Martha and Roy's inclusion, Melee, did open up that bridge for all of us. Um, so you'd be hard-pressed to find, as Lister said, a, somebody who wasn't introduced to them in the West through Melee. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, yeah. This opened up floodgates, too, and, like, I feel like, and, like, Melee sold, like, you know, like, hotcakes, and everyone had Melee, and they're all exposed to this guy, like, like, who is this guy, and then, you know, just this gave an avenue for a birth of Fire Emblem in the West, and yeah, I think the transition of Brawl too was uh, like fairly insinuous too. Like they moved Roy and then added Ike, and it's just it seemed like the uh, niche series got like its niche characters, and it was all fine and dandy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Melee too, you know, it's it's a perennial game. It's an evergreen game. It's it's still going strong today with the esports scene. It's it's very similar to Street Fighter 2, where it's going to be something that people consume in this community forever. So yep. for Martin Roy to be introduced with the game, at least up to the to the point of Ultimate, and there's going to be a lot of contention between those two titles, but the game in the series that revolutionized things for the better. And Martha's um, one of the top-tier characters. Yeah, so... Yeah, and, you know, and for us kids, too, I mean, we could talk about who was cooler on the playground, like Roy's cooler because he has fire. I mean, obviously. Uh, you know, that sort of thing. Or Marth and Roy are brothers because we have no idea what kind of games are <laughs> People who oh, thought yeah. they were from the same game. Yeah. Oh, exactly. how wrong they were. Yeah, so um, it was it was fun building that lore on the playground, too. Basically, they were, because of that era of mystery, um, they, they introduced something to america that other people could not and that was the perfect opportunity for nintendo to ship out i'm not sure why they just quite didn't do it with binding blade first considering roy was much more prominently in it <laughs> because but, they didn't know he was popular in america yet they uh, had no that's time that's true that's true that's true um blazing sword um great introduction that was a great game um then brawl came around like you said with ike but then, uh, but then we moved to SSV4, and it was, as Eric was saying, uh, it was it was kind of a niche series. We had two characters at a time. There were other cuts between Melee and Brawl, like Mewtwo. Oof. 
yeah. Um, that meant yeah, a lot. So, um, yeah. So, uh, from Brawl to SS before, though, Fire Emblem got a considerable upgrade in terms of how it was viewed as a as a series between with a with Awakening having recently revitalized Fire Emblem. Oh yeah, as well. So we uh, we jumped into from having two characters to five see, to four to four on the base game and five of DLC. Yeah, that's right. And then More Ultimate the expanded on that further. Exactly with uh, with Byleth and and uh, Wheel Party and Crom and Crom is yeah. an Echo. So yeah, so nowadays Fire Emblem has gone from a very niche series to a mainline and um, personally, I would I would put the put it probably fifth in line behind the usual Mario, Zelda, Pokemon, uh, Kirby. Oh, and then Animal Crossing too. But basically, there's those six franchises that are kind of bubbling up as their top sellers right now. Splatoon is up there as well. Yeah, yeah, and good for Splatoon too, and good for Nintendo for actually developing something with a decent online infrastructure for once. <laughs> for once and only. Yeah, Smash could use some help in that regard, but. <laughs> God, Animal Crossing's online is so bad. Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. really obnoxious. Someone's entering your airport. Oh, yeah. Here, Everyone let's take 10 minutes to load them in. Oh, you were in a menu? Oh, we gotta wait for you to get out now. Yep. And then if there's an online connection, it's just like, oh, well, I guess you lost all your stuff that you were collecting on this island. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, uh, our online experiences with Fire Emblem were much more straightforward and, and delightful over the years. Yeah, not much not much online, but... Maybe <laughs> no, exactly. Take, there isn't maybe online. Take army. Exactly. So cool. There was like some kind of weird online with fates with like your little town and stuff, but that really did not. Uh, though, though it had Street Pass stuff. Yeah, yeah, that I was that. And... Stuff, I thought. Yeah, and Three Houses has the uh, has the transference between with your ambassadors that you choose. Oh yeah, but yeah. That's like such, that's... That'd be so cool to do army versus army though. Let's be real. No, yeah, that'd be, be really cool. Yeah, which there was in. Like seven the, right the gba games yeah but you need but, like the link cables and all that fun stuff yeah fun with that. let's bring link cables back who agrees uh <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so fire emblem is a major franchise for nintendo now and it was and it was credited to awakening but at the same time we wouldn't have never had this chance for awakening to sell as it did in, in america and revitalize the series had Melee not been there to introduce us to Marth and Roy yeah. all those years ago, almost 20 years ago. Um, yeah, it seems like almost like... It, it seems like almost some kind of, like, some freak accent or, like, butterfly effect, you know, because they... I'm sure they were kind of thinking, like, maybe they should leave out the Fire Emblem characters when they're bringing it to the... Like, bringing, bringing Melee to the West, like... But they're like, ah, leave them in, right? If, if I remember matter. correctly, that was a conversation. They yeah. considered uh, not including those characters in the... Uh, in localizing the game outside of Japan, because... Well, who's gonna know them? I don't know why they changed the decision, but I'm very glad that they did. Yeah, it had such a rippling effect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just like, crazy yeah. to think about. It, and we wouldn't have gotten anybody to replace me. Like, would have just been like, oh, we have two less characters. Imagine the um, the competitive scene, people trying to play people from Japan, and now there's these two new characters that they don't know how to counter. Yeah, mm -hmm. that'd be a mess. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine a world where we. Would 
gotten Martin Roy and would have had James Bond and the polar bear from Ice Climber instead. I just can't believe we almost hit that. Wow. <laughs> what a different reality. Those are the two timelines we have. <laughs> um, yeah. know, do, do, okay, regarding like the sales of Fire Emblem, I, from what I understand, before Three Houses, it wasn't necessarily a gangbuster series. Even with Awakening, did do a lot, but it still wasn't like top tier. Maybe with Three Houses, it is. But what do you guys think about that? Like, uh, I, yeah, yeah, I think that Awakening certainly had a cultural shift for the series where Krom and Lucina were were such major, majorly received characters, to where they were crossing over into Project Cross Zone, uh, had prominence in Smash Four, of course, and and uh, then the then of course the the series cross filter over into um, Fire Emblem Fates as well. But I think what really did it for the series. Um, but besides three houses selling like hotcakes, uh, probably for number one, just with the big sales of the Switch, people were more willing to do, dive into the series. Um, but on top of that, Fire Emblem also had Fire Emblem Heroes come out, which was this tremendous, tremendous mobile game. Nintendo's greatest mobile success by far, a total cash cow. And I think that that really helped expose Fire Emblem uh, to its modern audience as well, and not just Fire Emblem as a series, but the older games as well. Like there's these characters that from the old games that I never knew really anything more about, but they get added to uh, Heroes, and I get to see them interact with the other characters. They get their own little uh, forging bonds storylines, and just the art from them. Like, hey, I'm looking at this Ishtar person. They they look fucking badass. Yes, I will bring their game. Oh, they're they're a villainous mm-hmm. unit. Well, I don't give a shit. I still want to see them in their game now. Lewin, yeah. I don't know who the fuck this Lewin guy is, but holy shit, some amazing art. Give me more about this guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, fair. Absolutely. That is a huge mobile game for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was playing yeah, it earlier today. I uh... right, just <laughs> the other day, um, I got legendary Edelgard summoned for only thirty-four orbs. Nice. This game loves me. <laughs> Yes, it sure does. And how about Mario Kart Tour, eh? What a great game. Yeah, uh, no. Nah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to pass on the Detective Baby Rosalina, thanks. Okay, well, that's that's a discussion for another day. Maybe a future Smashtopia. But, um, yeah, that, that's basically a history of Fire Emblem and Smash and kind of beyond that. But, you know, there's a lot of controversy hmm. going around and and there has been for a while, I would say since Smash Four. It, uh, Smash Four was definitely what caused it. Like uh, there they were a little bit rumblings uh, with the base roster for Smash Four, but it was when DLC was releasing that it just exploded. And yeah. since since Corner uh, was added as DLC, Fire Emblem was getting a very negative look uh, in Smash. Before Corn, I... like oh, go ahead, sorry. Lucina muddied the waters a little bit when she was added into Smash 4. But Corrin... Corrin started a lot of people getting pissed off. Yeah, I think that was, like, the spark that kind of, like, led to this kind of online hive mind where just, like, too much Effie in Smash or Effie's ruining the game kind of mentalities and stuff. It's definitely with Corrin as DLC because, like... Even going back to that time, like um, where DLC is being announced and like Cloud was like the previous one, and everyone's like super hyped. 
and then they get slapped in the face with some character who like nobody even knows not even the japanese know yet you know right like, that was yikes like, it just kind of it's given it's over the time it's given fire emblem like this this stigma with smash for sure mm-hmm. it's like it's, uh it's it... no go on yeah okay um it's interesting too um you know at the time i was i was pretty thrilled with corin but that was through my bot very biased mind at the time for for fire emblem but Beyond that, I think that it's just the trajectory, not necessarily the the character, um, to where like if Corin were included in Ultimate and that was his first their first time included, base roster and we had Ultimate. another character, yeah, exactly a base roster Ultimate. No one would have really cared, and we probably would have bypassed, in my opinion, yeah, the controversy. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like it's not necessarily that they got added; it's how and when. Because, like uh, you mentioned, Eric, we were getting, we had just gotten Cloud uh, in DLC, and then the last two characters they announced were Corin, whose game hadn't released in America yet, and then Bayonetta, who supposedly won the ballot. Probably I dwell on that too much, but there was just a lot mm-hmm. of a negative feeling towards the both of them. It's like, why are they being added in? This is this is craziness. Corin is the only non-veteran character. That is the first party Nintendo choice that got added into DLC for Smash Four, Corin of all characters. Mm-hmm. It just it just feels weird to me. I stop doing these promotional things. This is what's making people upset. Wait till the next game. If yeah, Corin had like... been added to Ultimate, I would not have given a single shit. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh hey, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. And like, well, like even um... though even though I hate how Corin got added, when it comes to actually playing as Corin Smash. I fucking love Corn and Smash. Corn is fun to play. I feel like they got a little bit they're a little bit less fun in Ultimate than they were in Smash 4, but they're still really fun to play. But there yeah. is always going to be that little bit of a sour attitude on Corn for me because of how they got into the game. It's not necessarily Sakurai Salt. It was definitely Nintendo saying, hey, put this character in. Because he even said in an interview that he didn't know if Corn should be added or not. Because he felt like even then it might have been a little bit too much. Mm. No, that's right. definitely fair. Like, yeah, like I don't know, especially with DLC. I feel like when it comes to DLC, people get a lot more like, like defensive or really like a lot more emotional when it comes to the characters that are released because it has to do with them actually waiting for a new character and like, oh, I waited this long and a guy character didn't want and stuff and like it's that. Characters and, that we're paying for, yeah, like exactly. extra characters that we're paying for, and and for ultimate characters that we're paying for without even knowing who's going to be in. True. If people and then, knew that and... an arms fighter was going to be the first one added to the second fighter's <laughs> pass, they probably wouldn't have bought the full fighter's pass. They would have bought the remaining characters individually. That's fair, too. It's just, it feels like over like an overly, like an over-advert, almost. Like, uh, like not, not something for the fans, but just something to create awareness. But that's also kind of interesting, too, because that's how Fire Emblem got its roots in Smash, too. So there's like that connection. But right. It's But still. And sure, um... Corn, Violet, they're not the only ones that got into DLC to promote awareness and to try and get sales on a new game. Joker, the same. Hero, from yeah. the Dragon, from well, especially with the of Dragon Quest XI game, was very much the same as well. But the difference there, these were games that were already released for a couple of years. Well, Dragon Quest XI was getting a remake, but still. But Corn was brand new. Violet was virtually brand new. They they better better situation than corn but still yeah. kind of fit that same similar thing yeah 
Yeah, and Byleth still had some situations in which they were worse, where you're we have all these great characters, third party characters that are majorly hyped about. Where you go down the list, Joker, no one expected it. Crazy, uh, it got hero, persona. everyone expected. Yeah, exactly, and wanted it very badly. Banjo Kazooie on everybody's mind, but it was a total pipe dream until it happened. Banjo Terry, Kazooie no one really expected it. Yeah, exactly. Terry, no one really expected it, but he has such a legacy in fighting games. Sakurai loves him, and it shows in the moveset, so he is really well received. And mm-hmm. then we we top it off with a first party character that is not say Dixie Kong or something or something with a huge legacy. It, it's, it's not just, just it, it isn't just another Fire Emblem character that's being promoted, but it's a Fire Emblem character that is divisive in, in yeah. similar but also different ways than Korn, but when it comes to fates, Korn really is the only option they could have picked. But uh, with three houses, there's four characters they could have chosen. And they picked in my personal opinion, the most boring one, the most basic one, and the most un- well, I just can't really use that word, but the one that's <sighs> the third avatar. <laughs> yeah. It's like you could have had these unique characters that actually have full personalities, full stories. They've got all these things about them, Edelgard, Claude, or Dimitri, and then we just get Violet. Just kind of Violet. Try, try, try and do like all three yeah. with like a blank slate, you know? It's like, exactly. Uh... Like it's yes, I'm I'm not saying Violet doesn't have a doesn't have personality to him. He does. It's just there's not a lot there. But they t- mm. tried to mail they tried to meld three characters into one, and it just doesn't feel satisfying. Like Corn, I played Violet. I got the character. I just I gave him a shot. Not fun to play. Not fun. I can't enjoy playing Violet. Uh, yeah, debatable, but each person's ch- taste, of course. But... Well, no, that's why I said for me. Okay. Right, right, right. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think even even if you know you garner some sort of interest in Bylas, we've said there's 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 capabilities using the using the relics and the sort of the creator there where there there are instances where you're like, oh, okay, at least this is semi unique, but at the same time, um, it opened up this can of worms. Uh, again, with Fire Emblem as the, as the scapegoat, topping off DLC, but also at, for promotion. Again, again, point blank. But also, again, choosing the Avatar who, objectively speaking, will have less of a storyline, will have less of a personality than these pre-established characters. All three of whom became extremely popular within the, those couple months of release prior to the reveal. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people were, were banking on someone like Edelgard. Dimitri was a dark horse who eventually bubbled to the top of popularity. Claude was just kind of the go-to choice from the start for a lot of people. Uh, and we, we we screwed them all. I mean, like, one way to, to have done it otherwise would have been to keep the functionality of the moves generally the same, but even just having Byleth... Yeah, even just having Byleth call the characters on stage when using the specials probably would have gone... Oh, it's so cool! Yeah, would have satiated a part of the community at least, you know, but... But now we're just stuck with the idea of, okay, we got Robin, and that was cool because it subverted expectations in a way that uh, actually felt positive as opposed to Game of Thrones. We got uh, <laughs> we <laughs> we got Corin, uh, who was just simply the only option, and at least was unique with the gameplay elements. And then we got Byleth, and now we have this new controversy on top of having literally every character in the game 
have a sword as their primary weapon, we also have the instance of, and also like four characters out of the seven having Marth's essence in them. Uh, we also have the instance of three avatars being playable. So it's a question of, you know, a wary question for Smash fans and Fire Emblem fans alike. So long as Fire Emblem keeps having avatars, we can naturally assume now, with three being a pattern, oh, it's just going to be the boring avatar every single time. Yep. Yeah, that's a that's a thing too. Is just like, like the first few, like the first five characters, like like uh, Ike, Marth, Roy, and well, most most of this like Marth, Roy, Lucina, Crom, like they're all like pretty well received characters, but they also have the most similar gameplay in mm-hmm. terms in terms of actual characters, and then the avatars have terrible character reception, but they have like probably most varied gameplay. So, Agreed. Mm. So what can you do about that, right? Well, um, we could go back in time and make some changes, but true. <laughs> but it's, that's kind of it's kind of like it's just like you can't have you, this is where, like who is the perfect Fire Emblem characters now? You know, but, I don't. Know. Yeah. Just, I, I I do like how they play, but just like it can't have been exciting for that many people. You know, like mm. yeah, yeah. It's and the problem with that for me is that if we're set in, in this default setting where Fire Emblem is a exciting series for Nintendo that is bubbling to the surface of their mainstream sales, and then we translate that into Smash with the most boring possible option every single time, that reflects poorly on the legacy that Smash has established for Fire Emblem, and it's becoming this homogenized thing. Right. Like, we're we're not gonna uh, get... We're we're not gonna get side characters like Tharia or, um... Or, uh, uh... Damn, I'm trying to think of... Titania... Or, like, it, yeah. we're, we're always going to get one of the main leads. So, Crom, Robin, uh, l- Lord-like characters. Those are the only the ones we're ever going to get. But if you're doing a sword fighter, don't make him another Marth. And don't just pick the Avatar because this is the Avatar. Yeah. It's yeah. like, av- Avatars can be like, fine. Right. Robin has an actual personality in Awakening. He's he's a legit character. Corrin is a little bit worse off. Byleth is literally a blank slate. Like, they yeah, actually they... give a reason for why he shows no emotion, which, granted, I appreciate that they gave us a reason for that in-game. That's kind of cool. But it does not an interesting character make. Right. Like, yeah. I don't I don't want just... I don't want Smash to just be, here's all your creative characters. Here, here's your self... In, in, all your self-inserts. I want it to be a game of actual characters. And, and what, what a shame, too, because there's so many varied characters and like so many varied classes and stuff, like mm-hmm. the history of the series, and just it does not reflect well in, in Smash itself, right? And, and, and you Three don't... Houses was really the place to... The chance, yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you had those three lords who used different weapons, who had who were all greatly well-received, who also could use magic and expose different classes. Okay, well, carry on. <laughs> yeah, like, li- literally any character in Three Houses can do anything. I mean, some of them have specific spells that they can and can't learn, but as far as the weapons, they can all do do it all. Right. Like, you don't have... And you also don't even have to always just pick from the most recent game. If they decide to give us uh, Ephraim or um, Sigurd or Lynn. I would love that. P- please yeah. feel free to give us yeah, a character from an older game if it's a good character. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So um, I would like for them to, 
you know, you can't rewrite the past, but you can kind of stave off for the future. So if we're in this area where we're running the assumption that Ultimate 2 is probably not happening, that gives us an opportunity to vastly change the board with how Fire Emblem is represented in Smash. Yeah. So, um, you know, possibly cutting at least one of the avatars, probably giving us a clean sweep of most of the pseudo-clones yeah, or, or Echoes. Um, and, and, you know, so my kind of perception is maybe Marth, Ike, Robin, and maybe Corrin are probably a, a good future baseline to work off of. And then you go from there and restructuring how to approach Fire Emblem, because it should not be this process where you can naturally assume, okay, it's going to be the Avatar. Okay, it's going to be another clone of Marth. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, it would be a great opportunity to approach it from, hey, now we can promote Lin. Now we can bring in a character uh, like Ephraim, who is very well received from Fire Emblem Heroes, or, or Sigurd, or uh, get Byleth to at least upgrade with the Three Houses Summons, or like, oh, hey, Edelgard was great, let's put her in instead this time, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I, I, I also kind of... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go on. No, I was just going to say, I, I kind of see why they chose Byleth, just because, say, if they did chose Edelgard, then, like, people who went with Dimitri or Claude or first time feel, like, left out or something, and then, like, Three Houses is supposed to be, like, the three choices, I guess, but, uh, man, I feel like it would have been better, like you guys say, with just lowers themselves coming down with Byleth, if, if anything, you know? Right. It, that, that's something I was about to say as well. Like, I, I've seen arguments brought up of, oh, choose Byleth because that way you don't have to upset fan base of the two lords who you didn't choose. I get the argument. I see ya. But um, Smash already does that. Hey, look, Greninja. What about the fans of Delphox and Chestnut? Oh, look, Incineroar. What about the fans of Decidueye and Primarina? Come on, decision. What's the difference? Man. <laughs> That's pick, fair. Just yeah. pick one. You don't necessarily have to pick the most popular, although it is a fairly good baseline. But if you, but whichever one of them you see has the most potential to be different and a fun fighter, fun being a very key aspect there, go with it. If they Claude was Claude is the one that I would have least liked out of the three, but if they added Claude and he was an incredibly fun and satisfying character to play as. I'd love it, but instead we got Byleth, who I'm just not satisfied by. Shoot, they also could have just waited one game, and if there were no other major game between, like, oh hey, we have so many slots to fill. Here's Edelgard, Dimitri, and Claude. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. If that, that that, well. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't have to be, yeah. I'm gonna disagree yeah. with Eric there. Yeah. Yeah. Unless the roster is like 128, nah, yeah. nah. Here's, yeah. here's Marks. Bandana D and Chef Kawasaki and Adeline. Nah. Here's I'm, I'm down. Vader, I'm down Yoda, for some more Kirby Kisser. characters, but not that many. That's, that's also kind of a different a discussion too. Is like the importance of the characters themselves that are in Smash. You know, like it's not like the Fire Emblem characters that we do have aren't important characters in their own games, right? No, they're they definitely all are. They're all Lord yeah. or equivalent. But that's mm-hmm. that's what happens when you have a series that's like every every new game is a whole new cast, right? It you makes it like hard. Such a huge yeah. pool. Same with Pokemon right. too. Like they like they almost always like eclipse like the biggest ones of Mario and stuff just because of the pool of characters. And like if you deep if you dig any deeper in Mario, you get like Piranha Plant. You know, well, it just it's kind of 
it's kind of it's kind of hard to balance that way too right i feel like you have to remove one every time you add one in that case well here's a question i'll ask for you since uh you're talking about remove one add one and we talked about what the future of smash could bring I, i i've thought about this a lot myself but let's say you're working on a smash game and you have influence on how fire emblem is going to be represented in terms of characters what do you do flame zone like what I do in terms of characters, like yeah, like you, you're you have in like you get to decide the Fire Emblem roster for the next Smash. You can either bring back all the same characters, or you can replace them all, or do whatever your own mix. I think Who that I think choosing? the first the first thing I have to look at is whether or not this new game wants to dial back and and like change the mechanics fundamentally, or if it wants to expand on what Ultimate already built. Mm-hmm. So w- w- in which scenario are we talking about? Like the one where it dials back and like rethinks the formula, or I would say it keeps the same formula for this uh, theoretical. It's just um, if there's any if there's any big changes, it will be maybe some characters are uh, refreshed, like Ganondorf mm-hmm. or Samus, or if you wanted to give Lucina a completely new move set that makes her not Marth two point or three point rather. But you would, you would just would you say it would have a smaller cast or a larger cast than Ultimate? Um, I would say. Just assume that there's not going to be any more than nine Fire Emblem characters. So if you kept the same current eight, you could still add one more. Oh, okay. Um, that's curious. I think that it would, I think it'd be really valuable to. Um, I think it's good to like. I know that there's a lot of like awakening bias in the game right now. I think removal of a lot of them and kind of like dividing it more across the history of Fire Emblem would be really valuable. Like, finally getting Lin in there would be a huge one, I think. Um, and just representing the GBA Fire Emblem is a lot better. And, like, maybe cutting out, like, Krom and stuff. Um, do you want me to pick what nine? I, like, what specific nine? Uh, yeah, if you've got if you've got some names you can put down. If you need to think about it, I can say what I have. Okay, sure. I'll think about it. So, um, you mentioned that uh, instead of having, like, three characters from the same game, maybe mm-hmm. represent the franchise a little bit more. Uh, across the history and also different weapon types, I completely agree. Please, that's what we need. Yeah, we don't really. need we don't need four characters that fight like Marth. We don't need three characters that all represent Awakening. If you have to have two from Awakening, Lucina is a good second choice. Krom is very, very much extra that we do not need. My very first cut is Krom. Get the fuck out. You're not needed. My second cut is Roy. Like my, my second cut is Roy, not because I don't like Roy. I love Roy. He's he's I would prefer him over Marth personally. But we need Marth as the originator of the franchise. He has to stay. Roy, unless you're made significantly different, get the fuck out. Lucina, I know I just said that if we have to have a second one from Awakening, you can stay. But this is my world. Get the fuck out. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, that, that, Byleth is another one I'm just removing because, like, I've harped on enough. I don't find him interesting. And I think there were several, there were several better ways that they not have completely done Violet, but they could have represented three houses. So no, he can go as well. Corrin barely makes the cut for me, and it's all because of how unique Corrin is in Smash. Corrin and Fates do not care. Corrin and Smash, fun, love it. And then I have to have Martha, I have to have Ike, I have to have Robin. Those three are all very different fighters from each other, but they're also representing in a way different eras of Fire Emblem. You got Marth for the original games. Ike for the uh, middle era, and then um, Robin is a good rep for the more modern day. 
How do I add in the next ones after that? Um, I think Lynn is one that should definitely be in there. Oh, but she's just another sword fighter. True, but she's a, she fights differently with her sword. She's much more of a samurai-esque type of fighter. Yeah, like plus, ninja-ish. Yeah, pl- plus she uses a bow. She she is a sword bow fighter, and that would be quite a bit different. Oh, Link also already uses a sword and bow. Okay, but she doesn't throw bombs or a boomerang, so you can go harder in on both these other two things. Mm-hmm. I also think uh, I, I would bring in Edelgard as our reference three houses because that's an axe user. Could it be Hector? Oh yeah, sure. Could it be Camilla? Mm, I, I guess, but I've already got Lynn, so I don't need Hector. And Edelgard is the next best axe rep in my mind, and she's just a fun character. I, I understand why some people don't like her, but she's very fun. I love her character in the game. It, does mm. she go a little bit overboard? And, well, discussion for another day. <laughs> But um, I, I've got a sword, I've got a bow, I've got an axe, we need a lance. And there's not many lance lords either, so I'm just going to go with the easy choice of Ephraim. Could I go with Dimitri? Yes, but I also already have Edelgard, as I kind of mentioned the whole Hector thing. And Ephraim represents another new game, Sacred Stones. I've got two slots left. One of them i got to throw on Celica. It's another old oh, school rep. In my entire list. <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like these are probably the most popular picks from most people. So there's that. But with with Celica, yes, it's another sword fighter. I get it. I hear you people. But light magic. Mm-hmm. Robin uses magic. Yes, he does. But he uses lightning, fire, wind, and somehow dark, even though he can't in Awakening. Weird, but <laughs> yeah. okay. But Celica covers uh, light magic. <clears throat> and the interesting thing about that is that in her game... Magic isn't um, done by expending uses of your tome. You sacrifice your HP to cast spells. And they can build a whole new mechanic around that. Which would be incredibly right. interesting, I think. Uh, I've had ideas on how you could work that into a moveset. I just haven't written it down yet. But for the last slot, this is the one that I feel like could be the most variable between different people. And for me, it comes down to one or two characters. Tiki or Anna. If I can figure out how to make Tiki fight in her dragon form and make it be satisfying and fun and not look weird, I would love to add Tiki. Give us a Maniket, another rep from the old school days, but also still appears in Awakening, so she's got both sides of the spectrum. But if I can't figure it out, Anna would be a hell of a lot of fun. You'd have a very fast character uh, using daggers to attack, and she could even use other things from her... All kinds of weapons, because she's a merchant. She sells all the stuff. She can have all kinds of items that she could use as well. It would just be like a, a thief-like character that we don't have. There's a lot of archetypes in Smash that just we don't have as playable characters. I'm kind of really surprised Samurais aren't in. That's a big one for me. It's like, what the shit? Really? Mm-hmm. And we don't really have minis from the ninjas type, or we have nothing that's a thief. And it would fit that role very well. Absolutely. Absolutely, it's a solid list. I think that I think that ours is probably like eight to eight out of nine, the, the exact same. Honestly, oh, did you say Lucina over Roy though? Uh, I said cut both Lucina and Roy. Oh, and Roy. Yeah. If uh, I, I think, have I to think... have a second Marth, if I had to have, if I had to have a second Marth, I would probably just say Roy. But if I had to have a second Awakening rep, I would say Lucina. You know, but preferably yeah. both would be gone for me. The, the less awakening. the less clones, the less echoes in my mind, the better. But yeah. if, if they get added in later, it's like, hey, well, look, we got like a month left of development time. We can put in a couple echoes. Fine, whatever. 
But if I'm picking like a full set of nine, I'm going as unique as possible. Yeah, no, that's a really good strategy. And like, I, I, I seriously, like, I, I was going to say Celica and Ephraim too. So like, my our lists are like not different at all. Although, uh, yeah, like, I don't know about cutting Roy. I, it'd be tough, but um, your list is basically spot on. No, none of us like to see characters be cut. Yeah, even even hard. what I've been <laughs> saying about Byleth and um, Roy and Lucina, even with all the stuff I've been saying about them, I don't like characters getting cut. It's disappointing. I mean, it is. I would rather see them be uh, differentiated more than to be complete completely. Right. Right. Yeah. But that's not happening. Uh, There's no reality yeah. where that all happens. Right. I think that between the two of you, you've basically gone through uh, the well of the most popular and also sensible choices. Uh, for me, so in that case, I'm not necessarily going to go through the nine, because if I went through the nine, it would be the same as Lister's. Just point blank, the same. But at the same time, there's uh, there's other characters to discuss. Well, let's lob some out there. Uh, before I do so, I will say that, yes, I agree with the general consensus that my viewpoint is not that there's too much Fire Emblem in Smash. It's not that there's too uh, many sword fighters in Smash either. And not even necessarily that there's too many avatars in Smash presently. Um, the avatar problem is, as we currently discussed, that there's just a pattern, and having a pattern is uninspiring. Um, as for sword fighters and Fire Emblem characters, it's not that we have too many sword fighters, it's not that we have too many Fire Emblem characters, it's that we have too many Fire Emblem characters and too many sword fighters who fight very similarly yep. to one another. It's not, yeah. about, and, uh, it's not about who is in, it's about how they are in, and what, how they are used. Right. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Like if they, if they had a way to differentiate Lucina further or Crom further, it wouldn't have been as much of a difference to the main Smash fan base as it is now with them just injected as clones. Or, uh, yeah, just along those lines, um, having having four separate variations of the Marth moveset is just a tad bit extreme. It is. It's, so, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So. Just uh, even even having a full list of nine sword fighters, toss them out there and make them play differently because there's multiple ways to fight with a sword, just like there's multiple ways to fight with your fist. It there's a way to make it work. Yep. Uh, yeah. The so, would be so different. It's like it, right. if it wasn't for the fact that Fates had three different games and two different warring families, I think Ryoma yeah. would have been an amazing choice from Fates. The only problem is if you have him, then you have nobody from the Noor side of things, and it would just been a little weird. And yeah, it's and, like po that's like the Pokemon argument, though. Pokemon starter, yeah, like you said. But... Fair, fair. Right, right, right. And at the same time, if you really wanted to, on the other side of that, then Xander would play very differently to Ryoma and could play quite differently to the rest of the cast as well. Um, <clears throat> there, there's there's a way to make it work, and that just is not currently present in Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah. A character like Xander. Uh, I don't know exactly how you would have made it work um, off the top of my head, but I'm just lobbing out there. He could be one of many characters who could be the first mounted unit in the game. Yeah. Uh, one of That's something that has been tossed around with Seagirt a lot. It's something that um, I've been thinking recently of when uh, Paula, Katria, and S were finally tossed in as the first trio unit in Heroes. I was like, hey, there could be a, you know, Pegasus Knight... Uh, class playable in Smash and they're always fighting on their mount 
that would be intriguing. You can have maybe Kata as the main one, and then uh, the three sisters as as alts. That could be something. Another way they can go for a spear user that isn't just the the standard, you know, Ephraim or Dimitri. And then you can have Ephraim and Dimitri in the game too, as different different playstyles as well. Okay. Um, so just just the idea. Oh, there's too many sword fighters. There's too many fire emblems. Those, those are those are from people with uh, not everyone, but but the baseline argument is like a tiny baby mind thing in in from my perception it's it's an asinine reflection of what's actually wrong yeah yeah so um yeah so i'm just going to toss other ideas out there there's a mounted unit yeah uh, i would love a character who is prominent who specializes in dark magic um just well, because robins knows Ratu. yeah wait who well, oh Cynthia. yeah yeah, Lysithia or Hubert, that would be interesting. And, and uh, you know, they're more tertiary characters that are important to three houses, but at the same or time... Or maybe uh, just, like, yeah. a Fire Emblem villain who did Dark Magic yeah. or something. Yeah, someone someone like Leon. Ishtar or Nurgle or Leon, yeah. Leon yeah. would be great because he's a necromancer. Well, he can introduce something along those lines. Uh, <laughs> that would be uh, crazy. This is the And even, even, even Tharja, if not for... Um, certain aspects of her divine, to her design that um, the Japanese rating board found unsavory. <laughs> so, Wait, when you have to have just... your cut your trophy cut from Smash Four, your odds of being playable are pretty low. Exactly, exactly, and that's fine by me because there's <laughs> there's uh, there's just more interesting choices. But uh, the, the the general idea stands, and then there's also transforming classes in Fire Emblem that are that have been prominent for quite a while. I would love in a beast unit. Radiance, Radiant Dawn, in uh, Fates, there were very prominent. So yeah, Beast Unit could uh, could work out well. I'm not sure who off the top of my head would be best for that. There Ranulf. are villain characters we could include. Yeah. Randolph is by far the best Beast Unit to go with. He He's the most important one story-wise. I think yeah. that's probably true. Although Tabar yeah. would be crazy cool, and something else yeah. like John said yeah. too, like how you could have like Dimitri slash Ephraim. It's kind of like, oh man, like maybe they should just give the hero treatment to more Fire Emblem classes and stuff. Like I feel like it would work so well for a game like that, you know? Just like where you can cycle through four different characters all on alts instead of being separate select character menus, right? Like yeah, the the, the only problem is you have to find ones that um would work well, like their models could be similar enough uh, that they fit the same hitboxes and then it wouldn't be weird seeing them fight someone like, hey, Marth, Lucina, Roy, Crumb. That would work. But you couldn't do like um, talk me onto Lindis. Right, You could do yeah. talk me onto Claude, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's how thing. Like, like that actually works like shockingly well if you think about it. Like, Yeah, if there were an opportunity like right now, the only way thing that we have with that are the Koopalings and Alf and Alf is kind of like an odd one out to where Alf should just be an echo right he now. Really should be. But if they if they were to differentiate that or, or with more variances where we have more alts present alongside the echo, then it wouldn't be as controversial and would probably be a decent way to get as much bang for your buck as possible so long as they can afford the models and the voice actors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would I would be totally fine with that. Like like having a panda and kuma on the on the same alt if you get them randomly as the tekken character <laughs> that would make sense yeah or even shifting between uh ryu ken and akuma on the same slot 
something. Ooh. But then again, they do have they they have a lot of play differences. But the only reason I mentioned that was because you mentioned Crom and Roy, who play differently from Martha and Lucina. They only play differently because they were made to play differently in Smash. Yes. Uh, yeah. Ryu, Ken, and Akuma all play differently already in Street Fighter. In the original, in Street sure. like Street Fighter One and Two, okay, Ryu and Ken are still very similar. But even then, Ryu was always a little bit more fire focused, and uh, Akuma has his own shit. <laughs> what about uh, what about uh, Dan and and uh, Sakura? Rockley, yeah. I don't know who Rockley is. Is that a Tekken thing? <laughs> cool. Don't know it. Yeah. Dan yeah. also would not yeah. be a good um, alt for Ryu. Oh, See, no. Seeing Dan play competently just does not make sense. Nope. Nope. But anyway, that's kind of that's kind of straying from the topic. Um, just the just the idea of having during oh, yeah, that could work. The, the general thought. I My girlfriend Dimitri is a good idea. Yeah. But like, like yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I actually didn't have a full thought formed. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I know. Just I know we were just discussing whether or not to. I know because like Lister had a really good list of nine there, where it like really differentiates and celebrates the history of Fire Emblem, and kind of gives it more that more diversity. But if they're going to go the way that they have gone, instead of having you know eight different characters, maybe they could have considered like having them as alts, like like Olimar, like Alm treatment instead of full full blown different characters, and maybe that would help soften the blow for those who are against as many farm characters that we, as we do have. Agreed. Like, yeah. would some people be disappointed that the character they like to play as is now just an alt costume? Yes, and I understand, and I'm I'm with you. I get it. It's It would be a very disappointing thing. But if I'm looking at how to rebalance a franchise's representation in the game, that is a very good path to take. That's fair, too, because, like, it, I think this factually, like, I don't know about... I don't know about post three houses, but definitely before to just it Fire Emblem does not rival like the popularity of like Pokemon and Mario, even though we wish it did. It just I can see why people are so upset with the the way that Smash yeah. has gone when it comes to that. Yeah, I mean, like there's always the argument that, oh yeah, just because Byleth is in doesn't mean he's taking someone else's slot. And I mean it's always it's also it's I mean it's true, like you can always include that character later. But at the same time we live in a world where Waluigi and Isaac and Skull Kid and Ashley and Lynn are all assist trophies and Byleth was included. Yeah. So there is that. Like characters with established history, prominence, long standing fan bases continually get the shaft for the sake of promotion, which I also understand is a big problem with the current inflammation. And uh, just this rebalancing the in, for the term. I think that Smash started, definitely started as a case for All Stars and Legacy, and mm-hmm. we've kind of lost the script as time has gone on. In some respects, we still got King K. Rool, Ridley, Banjo Kazooie, the big three for a long time, literally decades. Yeah, yeah we wouldn't have gotten that. any of them if it wasn't for the ballot. And the fans finally getting to say, "Yes, this is what we want." please true true so there is still and i don't think this is necessarily sakurai but it is nintendo twisting his hand saying let's put this in and he's like i guess you know yeah, so. like 
uh, Sakurai even said in one of his columns that he didn't really want to add in Byleth. He tried to, or he tried to say that. Well, what about this instead? And Nintendo's like, no, Byleth. Yeah, and, and even yeah, a so... reveal trailer had like that cheeky kind of reference to oh, another yeah. sword fighter. Yeah, it's like, yeah, there's self-aware <laughs> humor, right? Like, like he, mm-hmm. he's very aware of what the fan base was going to react, and yeah. he seems while he loves Three Houses himself. He made it very clear that Byleth was not his choice, and that if it was up to him, we wouldn't have gotten Byleth. Right. Right. Maybe next game, you know? But this the, the DLC, DLC timing is so poor. Yeah. Right, right. Like, I, I think that Is There Too Much Fire Emblem is kind of a, you know, it's yes and no, because we, sh- we shouldn't necessarily get into the habit of judging these series uh against one another in in this sense but at the same time is there too much fire emblem when we could have gotten something else sure <laughs> just yeah. just in, just in the sense of particularly Corrin and violet right so like I, so yeah. for me the answer is is there too much fire emblem no there's not it's just mm-hmm. poorly represented and that's right. not and, and I can agree with and that. we are all, so far we've only discussed characters we have not touched on the stages or the assist trophies that Fire Emblem mm-hmm. has. Right, right. Um, twice as many characters as stages. Uh, stages. Let me think here. They have Castle Siege, Arena Ferox, Coliseum, and, and, and uh, um, Garrig Mach. And then and so, eight yeah. characters. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, not every franchise has a stage to character balance. There's a lot more Mario stages than there are Mario characters. But when it comes to the Fire Emblem stages for me, uh, Castle Siege, Coliseum, they're both pretty cool ideas, but they're a little too generic. I I would rather see locations from the other games. Arena Ferox has some interesting facts to it where it kind of changes up every time. Garrig Mach... The best one. I mean, like you spend so much time there in Three Houses. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it is by far the best choice to represent Three Houses as a stage, but I feel like the way the way it was used, well, I agree it should definitely be a traveling stage. The locations that I'm seeing aren't really interesting. Like, I think the coolest one is the uh, the dining hall. Mm. That's cool. And uh, where you have the, the marketplace and you can hit each other up against the, the carts, that's pretty cool, too. True. But beyond that, I mean, one of them is just a flat plane, and I don't remember it when they go into when they go inside the like the temple. Is there any actual platforms? That one I don't remember. Yes, I'm pretty sure. For for a while, you can get like a battlefield style setup in there. Mm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I, I agree. You could use a little more spice. Garrick Mach also, I can at least appreciate Garrick Mach and Arena Ferrex from the point of where they're pulled from. Yeah. games and our actual locations yeah um, i'm not necessarily against castle siege or coliseum uh my personal favorite stage just uh the way that it plays out is probably coliseum because it's like a it's a larger arena ferox essentially yeah like Col- coliseum uh, but, is cool because yeah. there are actual generic coliseums across the series where you can do like free battles and shit castle siege is right. literally just i mean we decided to make a stage and we're like hey look fire emblem has castles let's just say it's a fire emblem game there's nothing about that stage yeah. that's actually Fire Emblem. 
I think they they got cheeky and they included the the Dane flag at least in Brawl. I can't recall if it's an ultimate or it's just before from Path of Radiance. Mm. But that was the that was like the sole identifier. I right. thought it was really cool at the time. It was really really cool at the time. It, it's kind of a perennial stage for Smash now, but um, at the same time, it's it's also, in my opinion, probably the weaker link yeah, of the definitely. of the stages. Yeah, of course, Eric may have a totally different opinion. Do what? No, no, yeah. I'm sorry, no. Uh, Castle, yeah, like no, I agree with you. Like, I feel like the none of the Fire Emblem stages, at least prior to Garrick Mock, like actually felt like it was a, a, an important place in the series at all. Like, it could have been anyone's castle that's being sieged. You know, it could be whatever Colosseum. This wasn't very much landmark stages, I guess. And it didn't really, they didn't, they didn't really try to make too many stages for Fire Emblem over the years. It's a bunch of characters. Right. <laughs> yeah. They uh, um, they did they did try to make that Arcania stage in melee that all we have left is the code and then they just kind of were like eh <laughs> it's, it's yeah. yeah um yeah so it it I would say for brawl it wasn't bad SSB4 it wasn't bad now we've just gotten to the point where maybe we can have one or two stages extra and ultimate would have been fine by me yeah but we also weren't we also just weren't focusing a whole lot on new stages in the base ultimate game um. Too. So you know, I, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a big negative reflection on the current Fire Emblem stage representation, but uh, but you know, as opposed to most people's opinions on the character representation, I do feel like I do wish that we had a couple more that were more identifiable with Fire Emblem, yeah, um, specific games in the series, uh, like Path of Radiance, Radiance on, you could have made it. Uh, Alencia's Castle or Tower of Guidance or something like that. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I guess like looking at the series too, like it's definitely more about the characters and like the places they go because I can't even list off too many identifiable locations off the top of my head either, you know? Like, right. Mm. right. So there's, the there's also character. just uh, there's more interesting mechanics that can uh, we've talked about having a generic stage based off of the general idea of Fog of War, which uh a, a flame zone war. original creation. Yeah, that's true. Back in the day, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so there's there's more to more to take from there. I don't have anything against current representation. If we're gonna keep the four in as a slot, I would probably nix. Um, as much as I like Colosseum, I'd probably nix both it and Castle Siege for two stages that actually represent specific locations of the game, just because Arena Ferox and Garrick Mock actually do represent specific yeah. areas. That's fair. Yeah. How about yeah, you I'll... boys? I don't know, it's kind of an off-topic thought, I guess, but then I know, like, the line of line of thinking you had earlier where you're saying um, how Smash kind of, and it is to me, too, it kind of, like, represents the legacy of, like, Nintendo's IPs and just almost, well, nowadays, with Ultimate, like, gaming in general, is a celebration of gaming. And then how they've lost the script over the time too, like what, like how does that reflect on Piranha Plant? You know, like <laughs> doesn't that feel like such an out of place thing when it comes? It to... is incredibly out of place. I get Sakurai mm -hmm. wants to have some fun with it, but really, like if you're if you want to have Piranha Plant, put in Petey. Yeah, they yeah. kind of did, but <laughs> it's it's yeah, just hmm. You know, like, you know, mm -hmm. like, I know, I just feel like 
establishing a legacy and like like horn and violet haven't really had a legacy to go off of yet they still mm-hmm. got ahead of everybody else right like it's kind of interesting yeah just I mean, sometimes but, you do have those characters that become instant popular and instant successes, and they get like in Joker. immediately. Well, uh, I was going to say the inkling for Spl- from Splatoon. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for the most part, it's sort of, uh, they're either a legacy character or they're from a legacy franchise. And when you, yeah, even right. this is a, a brief side topic going to the third party choice that have gone to Smash over the years, but there's only one third party rep in Smash that is either that is not from a legacy franchise or is a legacy character themselves. And that's Bayonetta. The only yeah. legacy that Bayonetta has is that she's a Hideki Kamiya creation. Right. <clears throat> that would be like including uh, Sam from Death Stranding instead of Snake. That'd be, <laughs> that'd be really weird. And I would not be sure that. <laughs> Considering he's a reflection of a real person, yeah, that would be that would be. Bad. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, but, I'm sure um, I'd be crossing yeah. a line. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do, what do you guys think about stage representation in Smash with Fire Emblem? I think it's all right. Like it, it's not like, the worst it could be. Metroid has it pretty bad. Yeah, that was true. But definitely, Everything I would love to see. Yeah, I would love to see more variety in terms of like actual locations, uh, the Sakan Plains, Mila Tree. Ooh, or not, uh, I don't wait. It's Mila Tree. I think I'm. I'm thinking of like the tree that um. It's either Mila Tree or yeah. it's uh, where Tiki's at. One of the two, whatever it is. It is the Mila Tree for okay. where Tiki is. Okay. Or like Duma's Fortress. Yeah. Or so, yeah, mm-hmm. Serena's Fortress would be great. Uh, the Dragon's Table. Some people say on top of Grima's back, which, okay, sure, you actually fight there, but that'd just be weird to me. It's weird that you fight there in front of them already, but whatever. Uh, I'd love yeah. to see something that's from the original game. I'd love to see, like, the Arcania stage or something to do with Medeus. Yeah, and the military is in Marth's games as well. True, true. It, it would be a good way to represent both the original and Awakening. Which is part yeah. of why I want Tiki. Yeah, I was gonna say Tiki herself does the same thing. Yep. So there is that. Um, yeah. So there are. I mean, you know, it's a strategy RPG. There's lesser de- identifiable locations than there'd be in a JRPG or something along those lines. But there's still enough that you get through the story beats in between chapters. You're like, there's enough here to build into a stage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So. And that, for me, is is a place where we're, we have a lot left to be redesired. Uh, assist trophies, though, are pretty are pretty fire right now. <laughs> yeah, they did a good job with that. But I feel like Ultimate is the first time that I'm that I'm actually satisfied with how assist trophies are in Smash. Brawl, okay, I fine, agree. it's their first time, so there's not a whole lot of them that they picked, and some of them are just weird. Uh, Smash mm-hmm. Four added a lot more, but there is still I feel like some areas that were missing. Ultimate. There's still a little bit that I feel like should get some improvement, like, um, where is our Donkey Kong assist trophy? The animal buddies are perfect yeah. for this. What the shit? Was there and a claptrap? Was there what? Isn't there a claptrap? Or no? True, true claptrap, but I mean characters and not just generic enemies. Which, cool, I mean, sure. claptrap is he, unique as far as an assist trophy. Fair, but I would rather see characters... And I don't like the ones that, uh, oh, if you get caught by them, you're just screwed. Cap'n? Nikki? Arcade Bunny? 
arcade. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. Not Nikki. I meant arcade bunny. Like Captain is the worst defender. Fuck Captain. Get the fuck out. Boss Galaga. Out as an item. Yeah. But yeah. uh, uh, Fire Emblem started out with just Lin being in um, Brawl and Smash 4 as an assist trophy, and then finally Ultimate added in the, both the Black Knight and Tiki. And anytime I see Black Knight or Tiki come out onto the stage, I'm just like, oh fuck, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> yeah. They won't kill me. It's bad. Mm-hmm. But I would mm-hmm. love to see more Fire Emblem assist trophies. And we kind of touched on them a little bit in our assist trophy extravaganza episode, where you could have oh, a sure. character like Raphael who runs forward at people and punches them with his fists and maybe gets distracted by food items and he stops to eat them on his way. Or you could even have, as we kind of mentioned possibly with playable characters, you could have the Pegasus Rider assist trophy and sometimes when it's summoned it looks like Pella. Sometimes when it's summoned it looks like Sita. Or, um, or, uh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. Uh, Etria, Est, Alencia. Alencia, I was trying to think of the one on Awakening. Cordelia. That's her name, or Caldori from Fates, like, or um, you could have anybody be a Texas writer in three houses. Flane would make a lot of sense. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, or, or like, or just have like the like the like the trios in the games and stuff, and because like, like the, they do like yes. a try attack in the game, I, right? I, so. Yeah, I definitely think that uh, Pala, Catri, and S as a trio would make a great assist trophy. Would it be similar to um, the Pokemon Latios and Latios and or the Cat and assist trophy? Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> Do I want it anyways? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a great so way to get, I. like, a mounted units in there and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the best way to do, like, the flying units. Like, you mentioned, Jono, have, trying to have a Pegasus Rider be a playable character. I have a hard time envisioning right. that in my head, but they can still be represented mm-hmm. as an assist trophy, and then they, 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 I think they would flow a lot better that way. Now, a horse unit, that, sure. that could work out. I think it'd be still a bit mm-hmm. difficult, but you could probably work it out. The flying think... units. What's that? Oh, sorry. Do you guys think that there'd be some kind of issue with, like, violence against what looks like a real-life animal kind of thing? I know there's animals Duck in hunt. the game, but they're like, yeah, come on. That's kind of cartoony. Yeah. If there's a Pegasus rider in a game and they had, like, like hits done, animations and stuff, and it's like a real-looking horse, would that be a problem for the development team, you think? I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I think that there's a, you know, there's a certain line where you know that it's from this base game, and it's. I don't think it would cost you much of an issue. It's really just dependent on. Like the, we have Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong, the, they're just monkeys. Yeah, I think if you had a Nintendo in and you're beating the crap out of that, that might be a little different. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's kind of my envision. <laughs> or or like uh, I don't know, or cooking Mama's baby on there. That'd be kind of freaky. But but coincident like if you had Baby Mario and Baby Luigi, I don't think that would be a big deal. If you had uh, Epona, that would be a big deal, you know. Like like yeah, it and so since we have Fire Emblem and it's established, there's characters horseback. Uh, personally, I don't think it would be a big issue. Yeah, but I mean that's just me. Uh, our pals at PETA can can boost up our our numbers and and let us know what they think about it though. It's so relevant. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. that's a that's, that's a different topic for sure. True, true. Just trying to open that up right now. <laughs> Talk about Peta. Oh boy. Oh boy. Peta, yeah, if you're listening, go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, I endorse that message. Okay. I endorse it too. <laughs> 
Nevertheless, though, um, yeah, there's there's definitely room for more assist trophies. I'm very happy with the current assist trophy. Yeah, they picked they picked like uh, a couple of really good ones, but they could have done a yeah. lot. Oh yeah, they could have. They could have. I think that that's well balanced as opposed to, juxtaposed to the rest of the assist trophies in Ultimate. But uh, you know, just looking ahead, there's there's ways to go. The Raphael from the assist trophy extravaganza that you brought up was a great one. Uh, right. Absolutely, right. absolutely phenomenal. Um, the Pegasus Sisters again, another one you could probably come in with. Uh, that's also another another easy way to represent other characters and other classes that wouldn't necessarily be represented through Fire Emblem playable characters because with playable characters we're always going to hit the wall of they have to be extremely important and at least somewhat relevant. Like as much as we love Nur Nurgle or or Leon uh, as characters. They probably will not be playable ever. Yeah, you can include them as in different facets, uh, as assist trophies or as bosses. Even like a future boss in the game could be Leon summoning Famortis or Nurgle summoning the Fire Dragons, or something along those lines. Uh, you can have a dark magic character just do a dark magic attack. You can have a light magic character do a light magic attack. You can have bandits. You can have. <sighs> Just all manner of things. You can have uh, wyvern units, uh, mm -hmm. like shift between things like Minerva or Har or any number of other Camilla even. Uh, Camilla probably definitely in that case. Yeah, actually. probably. And it would be a way to or Anna like, too. We're, yeah, yeah. We're uh, past. Yeah, then you can have Anna as a playable character, hopefully, and and uh, Merlin as Cerco, <laughs> as we previously established. <laughs> Uh, no, it's just something that I've been harping on as a as a semi joke, but also semi serious to Lister for several episodes. I mean, it's better than that one guy that suggested that an echo for Byleth could be the version of Chrome from uh, Sharp Fe Tokyo Mirage Session. It's like I don't know what kind of drugs the guy was on, but dude, no. That was a bizarre article I came across. I think yeah. it was LinkCable.com, so you can check that out. Uh yeah. That's that's quite a suggestion there. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Like, there's only, that's in bad. my opinion, there's only two characters that you could possibly make a uh, make an echo out of Byleth for, and that's Rhea and Nemesis. They're the only two, and it's because of the sword of the creator. Like oh, that that element alone, you... that element alone makes yeah. it so that there's very few choices that can possibly work. That's fair. Right, but what about uh, what about Eloise. No. What if you had a flame assist trophy and she just gave you a fish? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, flame. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so there's a there's some good ways to represent Fire Emblem in, in Smash in the future. I think you know the the contention is with the characters, and there's myriad ways to to fix that. Yeah. Um, if there were an ultimate two, then so be it. Then you would just work like if somehow we miraculously were able to build off of ultimate instead of build from the ground up again and make several cuts. Then I guess you, how you would approach it is just okay. We have these characters uh, already established, and we can spend time making them better. Uh, and then from there, maybe include one other, and that'd be fine too, and uh, a way to get people to not bitch about it. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. I guess there's that. Uh, like, again, that popular idea of having uh, it'll go 
plot and looking to Bilas moves it further, go ahead and make it happen. Uh, work on differentiating Krom and Lucina further, that sort of thing. But um, a boy can dream, and the dream that I dream is a very much renovated Fire Emblem Master in the future game that dares to span across the series instead of just with every new entry and dares to go beyond just the the blank slate characters. Yeah. And that's that's kind of my final opinion. And as far as stages goes, just expand upon it. Don't necessarily need to make cuts, but if you did, there's a couple generics to to lob out of the way for for more interesting things, and uh, and ways to work on the pre-existing stages like Eric Mock to expand on them and make them more interesting, and probably fix Lawrence's design too because he oh. looks. Dis- disgusting and Garrick Mock on Smash Ultimate. I mean, okay, let, hold up, hold up. Let's back up here a second. Lawrence looks disgusting in Environment Third Houses. <laughs> oh wow! Let's be real. He true. does. He has the worst priest time suit care out of anyone, and that includes Ignatz, who has a bowl cut. Also true. I wasn't. I wasn't a huge on him anyway. But yeah. Also, I don't like any of the character models on the Garrick Mock stage. I think they all look bad. Well, the whole game, the in-game textures look kind of bad in Three Houses, to be honest. But well, I, I mean the oh, Garrick Mock stage bad, in Smash. Yeah. Like What's all, that? all, all the cameo characters on the stage in Smash, I don't think they look good. Some look better than others, but largely they do not look good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Right. The the best looking is probably Gatekeeper, who, in my opinion, <laughs> is probably the, the, the isn't even there. Yeah, yeah. The second most likely character to be included in the next Smash Brothers game. I'm surprised to include him over Violet, to be honest. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> he was definitely robbed with the spirit battle. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Um, assist trophies. I think that we're in good standing there, and it can only get better, really. Just keep the ones we currently have and bu- keep building. Unless yeah. they want to make Tiki playable, or uh, Black Knight playable, that's fine, too. Or Lin playable. Oh, well, yeah. And, I mean, really, with any of those, this is something I've mentioned for our other characters as well. If you want to upgrade an assist trophy from a character, you don't have to get rid of their assist trophy, just replace the character. It's like, hey, if we get Springman, maybe his assist trophy is now Springtron or, or Riggengirl. Hey, if we get yeah. uh, Lin playable, maybe the assist trophy is now Ryoma. If it's Tiki, maybe the assist trophy is now Naui. You can do yeah. that pretty easily. If it's the Black Knight, maybe it's uh, the Death Knight. True. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, but, yeah, but didn't, couldn't you also do a thing like if the character's on stage, like the assist trophy can't appear? Uh, there, there, there is that for some assist trophies. Like uh, Claptrap cannot be summoned on Jungle Japes or Congo Falls. And uh, uh, trying to find another one here, the moon can't be summoned on Great Bay or Captain on any of the Animal Crossing stages. I mean, like maybe there's something to do. If you're playing with items anyway, you don't have to worry about balance, I guess. But but like you guys said, it could be easily replaced, especially with Fire Emblem. Like I said, it's an easy like swap. Yeah. If it's the Black Knight, maybe it's a fail. What? Is that fail? Like, like, uh, his, I mean, like, his alt, that's like his real name, right? Is that what you're talking about? The oh, Red Knight? Spoiler alert for a game that's 15 years old. Uh, I was actually saying, like, a good replacement for Black Knight could be, like, Hector or even, uh, post time skip Edelgard. Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, yeah, like, Hector, Hector is a heavy 
unit, especially in Binding Blade, like he's a he's general. That would be, even be a way if Edelgard and Hector were both playable in some world of Edelnet. Edelgard could be more of a a leaner axe user that operates in a in that sort of way, and Hector could be a slower moving unit that's heavily armored. That sort of thing. But uh, but yeah, Hector could be a good replacement for Black Knight, uh, dishing out heavy blows, being heavily armored. It makes sense. Or yep. uh, or for the sake of it, you can also just keep Black Knight in that position to make Hector. So there's a lot of ways to take it. Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, and then of course my number one favorite Fire Emblem uh, character that I would like to see playable though is Eight Bit Marth. Um, he plays like Marth, but he's eight bit. But why? Now, I don't know about you. That would be great. That's why. This is the fifth Marth. Yes, but also the original Marth. True. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say this. I want pantsless Marth alt, please, from his original design. Come on. Oh, there you go. And the funny as hell. Heroes too. Pantsless Marth. Oh, uh, I think that we're kind of nearing the end but before we go I would like to say uh, first of all before we close out the Fire Emblem discussion rather let's just toss this out here for the heck of it who is your most wanted Fire Emblem character for Smash let's go first before Byleth got added, I would have said Edelgard. Me too. And if I could replace Byleth today with Edelgard, I would still say that. But I'm, ass- I'm going to assume that uh, we still keep the same eight, and it's just a ninth one that's being added to the list. And in that case, I'm going to say Tiki. Good choice. How about you, you, Eric? Who, who you I would say... You arrange the letters in Eric's name to spell rice. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Hector... <laughs> from Blazing Sword. Just, like, I, I, I really want, like, the weapon triangle to be in the game, you know? Like, and Hector's, like, such a cool character, and also FE7 doesn't have a character yet. It could have been Lin, too. Like, Lin, Hector, very close, but I always had, like, a, a bias for Hector. Good choice. But that's, just, right. that's just, like, a fan Good favorite. Not, like, not, a, not a realistic one. Yeah. Just biased. Right. Uh, you know what? At oh, this point, I am actually going to... I'm actually going to go with upgrading Lin. From Insta's Trophy to a playable character. Good choice, dude. Good choice. Yeah. So there you have it. A solid, a solid trio. If I were going for a total pipe dream, I'd probably like Nurgle or Rano, but just, uh, just trying to be a little. <laughs> <laughs> Never, nevertheless, then um, maybe we should talk a little bit about our our next episode too. We're not canceled yet. No, we're not How? because um, as we pissed off every Fireball are... fan today. <laughs> not me. Yeah. Unless I rewatch it and I get pissed off. Oh, oh, yeah. We pissed off all the Fireball fates and uh, Violet fans today. Also true. Also true. Good all thing there's only a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as for Eric, we've just kind of routinely pissed him off over the course of many years. So it's it's okay. Uh, that's what friends do. Um, no, we're not canceled yet because we're our sovereignty. So we can kind of decide when we're canceled or not. 
Maybe we're canceled tomorrow. Okay. And I say we're not. And, you know, so long as I'm a part of this family and it takes everyone to cancel it, we're still doing it. Anyway, (laughs) the next episode is going to be a Smashtopia. Unfortunately, not with our pal Eric slash Rice slash Flame Zone. But it's going to include a pal of Lister's named Ol' Mike, who I'm not sure, does he have a username that he goes by? He's got a couple, but his more common is Way Off Trail. Alright, we're gonna hit the Way Off Trail and find Ezio Artore de Ferenz on the other side, and a new Smastopia where we workshop his moveset, uh, you know, reflective of should he ever get into Smash. Um, and I know Eric will be listening to that one as an Assassin's Creed fan. <laughs> So that's a that's a great pick for this Assassin's Creed series. Like I think that would be like the one to choose. That's what I've tended to see from yeah. most people say is that if you're going to include something from Assassin's Creed, it's got to be Ezio. I mean, he got a trilogy, so and he's a great character. Right. They they spent a lot of time cultivating a series his series and his character to the point where it was kind of controversial when they left it. So yeah, yeah it's it's great character. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, Lister and I are also preparing for the development and soon to be, or relatively soon, I'm actually not sure about the time frame. The point is we're thinking about putting on a live Q&A. So that's going to be brand new. And we will come at you with more of a platform, more of a sense of an idea of where we're going to host it and what the exact format is going to be over the course of probably these next few episodes finally culminating in a date. It's going to be a fun time. Just uh, just keep it in your mind. Um, and aside from that, really just want to thank Eric for joining us today. Um, it's You know, I, I made sure to get in a good nap before this episode <laughs> because I knew it was going to be a great one and I wanted to be totally alert. So, yeah. Just, well, uh, thanks. just thanks. Thanks for, thanks for coming around, old pal. We, uh, so definitely do it again. It was a it was a fun episode to have you. Yeah, that was that was a series that we all. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, um, I know there was some trepidation before beforehand, where you know I've never been on a professional podcast before, but don't worry, uh, for starters, we're not professional. <laughs> <laughs> and secondly, I don't know. It's just fun catching up with friends. It's something yeah. you never you never really realize we don't do often enough until we finally get back in a room together and things start just flowing like they always have. It's, so it's, it's uh, very true. Yeah, it's been a been a fun time and before we before we close out though, are there any uh thoughts that you wanted to share with everyone? Zola for Smash. <laughs> uh no, not that. <laughs> but uh no oh, it was lots of fun. For Smash. Uh <laughs> um no like I've never no, never done done anything like this like podcast format or anything. It's just like um it's a good, good experience to have, and just also just fun to talk with you guys and catch up on something we're all passionate about, Fire Emblem and Smash Bros. Like, what a what a combo there. Um, yeah. Lots of different thoughts. It was fun. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for thanks for agreeing to join us, us knuckleheads. I don't know why you would. You've been a friend for so long, I guess it's just kind of ex- what to take from us. So, <laughs> I uh, really appreciated having you on. We should do it again sometime. All right, now get back in your cage. Yes, master. (laughs) Oh, boy, what an ending.